His biggest lender, HBOS, merged with Lloyd's, who decided they didn't want more exposure to large brokers anymore and terminated their contract immediately. The whole business model wasn't working anymore anyway, he says, because it was all built around remortgaging when the value went up. Now, though, values were dropping, so no more remortgaging and no more business for us. It fell off a cliff almost literally overnight. Less than a year after the offer to sell the company, Mark and his business partner made the painful decision to lay off every member of staff and put the business into hibernation. At the same time, Mark was going through a divorce and he found himself giving away a big chunk of money and property at the same time as losing his business. This focused his mind on how to manage his property portfolio more efficiently and grow it in a more strategic way than he had done previously. The solution he came up with was to stop operating on his own and team up with members of his extended family. I needed to consolidate my portfolio and being emotionally low, of course my thoughts turned towards my family at the same time. My parents and various other family members had got into property as a result of seeing my success, so we decided that we could do better by coming together rather than doing everything separately. Their strategy was to buy at auction, pooling their resources to buy with cash, then either sell or refinance later. Whereas Mark's portfolio was in Norwich, his family was spread out all over the country, which allowed them to scour every auction for the best deals. The properties we bought were largely concentrated around where the family lived, he said. A lot in the Midlands, but we also had relatives in the Northwest. Somehow we also ended up with one in Portsmouth, but I'm not sure how. With 11 of us working together, we managed to look at hundreds of properties every month, say 30 that were in upcoming auctions, plus three comparables for each that were being sold on the open market. Then sometimes we'd buy none of them. At other auctions, we'd buy half a dozen or more. By buying with cash and researching each lot so diligently, the family was able to take full advantage of some of the astounding deals that were available as the economy slumped. One example was a flat in Portsmouth, he says, which had sold for 259000 in 2003 and was being sold in auction in 2008 with a guide price of 65000 We knew there was something wrong with it, but we couldn't work out what it was. In the end, we bought it for 62000 and the next day, the company that was responsible for the management of the block went into liquidation. It took us over two years to track down all the other leaseholders and buy the management rights back, but doing it solved the problem and the flat was worth £250,000 again. The property was unfinanceable that entire time, so you can only do that kind of deal if you can buy with cash and have the flexibility to hold it for as long as necessary. Management Another advantage of working with his family was that Mark could delegate the maintenance of his properties to his brother, a builder and project manager. Until that point, management had taken a distant second place to acquisition in Mark's list of priorities. We tried self-managing for a while when we were first building the portfolio and balls it up totally. Money didn't really matter, so we spent a fortune fixing things and sometimes didn't even bother reletting properties as they became empty because we were too busy flying off on holiday. If we hadn't been making so much money from the capital appreciation and the business, we would have gone bust through our own stupidity. Eventually we noticed that our bank balance was going down instead of up because we were wasting so much money, so we had to do something about it. A temporary solution came in the form of one of Mark's tenants, an HR manager at a big mobile phone repair factory, who referred newly arrived Polish and Lithuanian workers to Mark's properties and took care of the management in return for living rent free. Bringing the management fully into the family though, allowed Mark to turn it into one of the core strengths of his property business, rather than the necessary evil it had previously been. We've issued over a thousand tenancies, he says, and only had to go to court twice to seek possession. Maybe it's luck, but I like to think that it's because we've got systems in place 
and we apply common sense to our referencing and letting processes. To start with, Mark almost doubles his pool of potential tenants by omitting one of the most common phrases in property adverts, no pets. Instead, we say, pets considered, guarantors may be required. Because would you really object to someone keeping a goldfish if they're a good tenant? I like to visit potential tenants in their own homes anyway to see how they live, so I can meet their pets at the same time. If it's a massive Rottweiler and there are claw marks all over the furniture, then maybe not. But considering pets is the easiest way to increase the number of tenants who will be interested in your property. Mark wants his tenants to stay as long as possible to minimise voids, and has started demonstrating this using a document called a Deed of Assurance. The deed states that if the tenants have done nothing wrong, and Mark asks them to leave within five years, he'll pay them money to compensate them. This gives good tenants peace of mind, while still allowing Mark to legally evict them if they don't pay their rent.